Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 81st episode of the Meepo Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie. And we are going to be trying to crush through a few more reviews here, um, review episodes in the next few days, uh, including this one. So this one's going to be a bit shorter than usual. Um, so we're only going to do um, a couple of new games uh, talk about to our collection, and then we're going to get straight into the review after that. So let's talk about a couple new games that we got uh, just recently to our uh, collection here, and one of them is a game that is a 2020. Oh no, they're both 2023s, are they? Well, tw- this definitely 2023 to us. Like, yeah, this but- one, I believe the one that I'm going to talk about says 2022, but I don't believe it. I think that it like actually came out for us here. Yeah, this year and in tor- last year, 2023. And certainly the one um, I'm going to talk about here, Barcelona, mm-hmm. was a 2023. But for all intents and purposes, for us, uh, this is going to be a 2024 game. Because yes, we're, we're not, not going to get to play it. <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. So, yeah, Barcelona. A lot of people talking highly about this one. And this one comes from uh, designer Danny Garcia and was published by Board and Dice. It is a, uh, it's a uh, city builder. Nice. Yeah. Looks- yeah, this one they're like building out from the city, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It says, in Barcelona... You will take on the role of builders in the 19th century Barcelona who are working on the new expansion of the city. Because I believe at this point, Barcelona was ridiculously populated and like becoming um, super run down and and awful. Um, Because I think it was like the most populated city um, at one point. I have no idea. That sounds about right for this, but I have no idea. Yeah, uh, your main goal is to construct buildings to accommodate the citizens who want to leave the old city, and in the process, you will also build streets, create tram lines, and build public services. You may even decide to explore modernism and uh, a new architectural and arts style that has been gaining popularity among the rich. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this one's a uh, tile placement and worker placement game uh, with a cool theme. Yeah. I like it. We haven't haven't played many... um, City builders no. here in, in over the last little while. So we this haven't. One, yeah, I've heard really good things about it. And yeah, I'm excited for this one. I love the cover art on that one. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. It's just that bright, vibrant, like reds, oranges, yellows, and then that bit of blue at the top. It's mm. just, it's nice. Yeah, like, the it's artwork's a, really nice. Yeah. Who did the artwork for this? Let me I see. Um, do, 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 Art is Alexander Zawada. Yeah, it's very nice. I like it. Yeah, it's really nice. So, yeah, Barcelona nice. from Board and Dice. Yeah, I'm excited That'll be for that. one that you'll hear about mm, probably in a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the new collection that I have is Beer and Bread, or Brut and Beer. <laughs> so, uh, this one designed by Scott Alms and art by Michael Menzel, published by Deep Print Games, and it uh, looks like Capstone. It was Capstone, yep. Yep. Capstone, man, they just, I'm excited. It's Capstone. Capstone nails it for me. Yep. Um, But this one, it's a two-player game, and it's got, like, multi-use cards and card drafting, I believe. And um, it, so this one you're playing as friendly rivals. Okay. So basically, it's kind of like you're on a, there's like a town with a monastery, and you're, um, you guys make beer and bread. You alternate, um, always making those two things and, um, you don't alternate, you both make them, but okay. you kind of have a rival rivalry of who can make the best, Okay. but you're using the same fields. 
So it's like the same products, the same, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. So it's not like I'm, I'm sourcing mine from here, you're from there. We're using the exact same grains, the same everything. Yep. Um, and there are going to be like fruitful years. There are going to be dry years and you have to manage so that you, you know, still have resources to make barren bread in the dry years mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's, um, but you can't, you also have to keep them in check. Like the beer and bread, you can't have like just make tons of beer and no bread because right. you're only going to score for your lowest one. Okay. So you have to kind of keep them balanced. And I always find that a very cool, interest, interesting mechanism. I find it's nice, keeps it kind of kind of balanced, right? So yeah. you're not just pumping out one thing. But it it looks like it says it's supposed to play in 30 to 45 minutes. I've okay. heard good things. 30 minutes, that's nice. Yeah. And I'm, it looks, it sounds fun. It just, and it's, they've emphasized as a friendly rivalry, cool. right? So you're always trying to one up the other person, but it's in a good way. I mean, you're going to be drinking beer and eating bread. So yep, it's I good. like it. <laughs> Two of my favorite things. So that is beer and bread. Cool. Well, awesome. Two new games that we're stoked to play. Um, and you'll hear about, yeah, over the next month or so. Um, so we are going to, like we said, go straight into our review segment of the episode and we'll head on over there right now. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are doing another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what are we reviewing today, Anne-Marie? Today we are reviewing Kutnahora. The City of Silver. This game is designed by Andre Bystrin, Peter Kaslava, and Pavel Yaroche, and published by Czech Games Edition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kutna Ora. City of Silver. This, um, is it a silent H? Did I say it wrong? Kutna Ora. Oh, I'm not Kutna sure. Ora. I have no idea. One of them. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, this is one we got for Christmas, I yes. believe. Yeah, and uh, we've had a chance to play this... Um, I first played it at our big gaming holiday yes. extravaganza thing. Um, and I played that with four. And yes. then we've been playing it two players yeah. since. And um, yeah, so this one, do you want to read a little I snippet do. about the theme here? Yes. So Kutnohora. Silver has been discovered in a hill in central Bohemia. Miners flock to the site, turning a sleepy Czech valley into a 14th century boomtown. Players take charge of wealthy families each with influence in various guilds. They use their wealth to expand the mines and build the city of Kutnohora. The economy changes as the city grows, driven by the choices the players make. To win, you will need to adapt to the price fluctuations and keep your eyes open for opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about, yeah, a little town that discovers mine, or uh, discovers uh, silver, silver, and then it becomes a booming craziness town of... of uh, Silver mining and Silver mining, building yeah. and yeah, and it just becomes a, a big booming area. So how does this game work? Um, there's actually quite a bit going on in this one. Uh, there are several boards to this game. So like there's a main board, uh, a side board and like a uh, palace board, cathedral board, cathedral, and then our own player board, player boards. Yeah. So on the main board, um, there's two sides to it, which is pretty cool. There is the two player side and then there's the three and four player side. And it just makes it uh, a bigger landscape versus a smaller landscape. I've been noticing <clears throat> that a lot lately with games is mm-hmm. that they're having a different board side for player count. I or, love it. Yeah. Or they're um, uh, like 
manipulating the the board so it's like to cover areas. So you know, I would way rather the the uh, opposite side of the board be a two player. Absolutely. Rather than having to cover things yeah. up or whatever. Yeah. But no. that's it's it's nice that they're thinking of that, mm-hmm. and we have the capability. So that's yeah, cool. That's great. So on the two uh, on the main board, you have two two sides to it. You have the side representing the town. And then underneath it, you have the mine. Yes. And they both are laid out with a bunch of squares where you're going to be placing tiles down to represent where you're building buildings in the town. And then tiles at the bottom in the mine representing where how deep you're digging down into the mine. Right. Um, and then there's a sideboard where it's kind of a, uh, a tableau of a market of tiles that are going to be available to you to purchase. Um, for buildings. For Yeah, for buildings. A whole bunch of different types of buildings um, that are... Um, associated with guilds. a guild, each one. Yeah, there's there's six different guilds. And then public buildings. And public buildings, yes. So those we'll explain here in a minute, but there's just a bunch of tiles there. And then off to the right of that um, board is a, an area where they're, what are these people called? Patricians. The patricians. Yeah. Um, where there, yeah, there's going to be tiles or little chits, uh, tokens added to this part of the board that are going to represent uh, these different people that, are in the town and, the and more it's going to be like a multiplying scoring kind of area on that, that you get side. to do i think in the last three rounds yeah of the game and then actually yeah. above that sideboard is the is the round track and the income tax track the income tax yeah which is rough uh, yeah. but it kind of represents uh it tells you how many rounds you're going to be doing for a two-player game it's six i think for the three and four it's five i think yeah um and then there's yeah a tax um marker that's telling you how much tax you need to pay at the end of each round. I want to. I want to blame. I want to say that the tax made me lose the last game, but it didn't. It was me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It was and all then, tax's fault. <laughs> right. Ugh, the tax. Um, <laughs> then there's a a cathedral board, which is made up of a whole bunch of different tiles that represent you building a cathedral, yes. and that's off to the side on its own. And then you have your player board. At St. Barbara's <clears throat> Cathedral, I think. That's they exactly have it, right. They yep. have it on the on the cards. Yes. And you have your player board. And on your player board, you're going to have... Um, you're going to be selecting at the beginning of the game the three different guilds that you are uh, working with. Uh, for instance, on mine, I'm working with the metal works people, the mining people, and the... Um, it's got a beer glass. What's, what's the word I'm Is looking the tavern? No. Or hospitality? Hospitality people. Yeah. So like hotels, restaurants, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then your your uh, player board will have three completely different guilds attached to it. Yeah, I was working with like <clears throat> food, with like land titles, I think. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, the wood woodworking and woodworking. Yeah. yeah. And those those tiles are going to represent the types of buildings that you are able to build in this game, and the different types of resources that you are going to be. Um, purchasing right and using to to do various things then there's also and there's on your board there's a whole bunch of different tracks so there's a track representing um each one of the resources that represents one of your guilds right so like the metal the coal and the for me beer yeah Uh, and then underneath that we everyone has a coal mining um uh, track track where depending on how much mining you do is going to up that track as well so that one's on every board. Yes. And then there are a whole bunch of houses 
uh, laid out to the right-hand side of your guilds that you've selected, and those ones represent every time you build a, a building in one of those guilds, you're going to take a house off of your board, and you're going to play it out onto the board uh, in your color, and it's going to uncover some sort of bonus, bonus that yeah. you're going to get. It's going to, ha- and the um, the track beside that that you're saying with the different guilds, that's going to be used for your income. So, yeah. like, as much as you move those up, that's going to be. Yeah how you get income and then there's also at the bottom of your board is your um what do they call it your influence or, or no, something like that uh, oh reputation your reputation yeah. yeah your reputation track and that's going to go up and down depending on certain choices you make also there is two different decks of cards that represent the different uh current state of the guilds well, like just the, the, the different markets. The that, economy? That, yeah, your economy. The different markets, like the the wood market, the meat market, the beer market. Yeah. And so forth. There's two different ones. And it's a really cool little contraption yeah. that they've made here where you have this deck of cards loaded into this thing. And it has the three different um, guilds on it. And it's going to be showing you only three different numbers, like one for each, are yeah. going to be visible through a little window in a, a kind of like this stick that goes through this thing. Yeah. So you're only going to see one number on that card available for, say, wood. And that's going to tell you the cost, the current cost it is to to buy one piece of wood. Yes. In order to build buildings and so forth. And those cards are going to get moved, uh, flipped out of this thing, revealing different numbers depending on what you do on yeah. the board. And so like a tile, mm-hmm. if you're going to build and say your tile is like, oh, I need seven pieces of wood and the wood is currently at a cost of three. Well, that's going to cost you $21 yep. to build that building. Yep. So um, and then same idea if you're going to buy meat, you know, like that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's um, and as you as you build the buildings, those sticks, you move them to the right and that will that changes where the open square is it's kind of like a little like a simple little computer Mm -hmm. like an old old school computer with the the um uh what are those like they're those tickets like the turing machine the abacus or something uh whatever it's i don't know either way it's a really neat little build thing that they made here and you're constantly updating this and moving cards and and pulling these sticks left to right revealing different numbers changing what these different abacus at all I don't know. What I just that... said that that was that's where like the beads where they move the beads and stuff. Uh, that's no, it's that's not, not that, that at all. No. <laughs> anyway, but it's it's kind of like a little computer. Yes, and it's really neat, um, cool idea, and they put a lot of work into that. Yeah, thinking of how that's going to work, and it just changes changes the markets as you play the game. So you're also going to have a starting deck of cards, and that's where everything in this game comes from. All your actions are going yes. to take place on these cards. And they're double-sided cards with, with um, how many different actions are there? Six. Or not six? not six actions, sorry. We have six cards. You have six cards, and each one has two options. Um, and you are, on your turn, going to be playing one of these cards for one of those two options. And you're going to play two cards on your turn, I should say. On your first turn of a round, you're going to play two cards. Your second turn of a round, you're going to play two cards. And on your third turn of a round, you're going to play one. So there's always yeah. going to be one card that you don't play out of your hand every, every yeah. round. So on your turn, you are going to choose one of these cards. And it's neat, just a note on these cards. So <coughs> each card is, like you were saying, double-sided. So mm-hmm. let's say I have two cards that have income on one side of the card. 
the other side of the card would have building and the other uh, of one card and then the other one would have rights. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the same two options on nope. each card. Oh, no. So they, they've made these cards in a way where... You have to make difficult decisions. You have to make decisions on which ones you're going to use because once you use it, you can't use the opposite side. Right. And <clears> so it, it's interesting how they've how they've done that. Yeah, so you, you, it makes it so they limit you on what you can do on a turn and how yeah. many times you can do something. So if you wanted to do two incomes, you're going to suffer on on other things. But it's also like if you do two incomes, you're not losing both of your building actions. No. You might lose one. You'll lose one. But and, yeah. you'll have a building on a different card. Yeah. So yeah. the way these things work is, so I'm going to go through these one one at a time here. So um, rights. This is a simple one. If you play the rights side of a card, you're going to be purchasing one of the tiles from the market tableau on the big sideboard. So you're purchasing <clears throat> the rights to a building. Yeah. You're purchasing the rights to a building. And... There are going to be uh, stacks of tiles on here representing the different guilds. guilds and then the public buildings. And you're going to purchase one de- depending um, on what they cost at the bottom of the on the bottom of the board where there's going to be basically four different columns. And these tiles are going to be costing four different types of prices depending on where they're situated. And you are going to purchase that with money. So money is your is your whole resource in this game. You always convert everything to money. Yes. Um so you're going to purchase one of those depending and you're just going to take it and you're going to stick it at the top of your little player board. And now it's sitting there as a kind of a blueprint for you to use uh, when you'd like to. Yeah. You can have up to three buildings waiting. Yes. You have room for three different buildings. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and these tiles, these building tiles are going to do things when you build them out onto the board. But before you can build them out onto the board, you have to do a different step. <laughs> you have, you to, have to do the plot action. And that's... Uh, yeah, one of your cards. Um, there's two of them available to you. And when you do that, you're going to be selecting a plot of land out in the town for you to eventually build your building. Yes, yeah, so you have to purchase it. Yep. And you have to purchase it based on um, tiles that are already laid out. Or how- if there's no tiles, yeah. you're just going to be purchasing a piece of land, a plot of land for $5. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, if there's already buildings out there, you have to build next to a building adjacently, up, down, left, right, not diagonally. And each building that's out there is going to dictate you the cost it would be to build next to it. Right. And so how do, so you're going to purchase that land for that cost. And you're going to take a little cube off of your top left corner of your player board and you're going to put it out there representing that that's my land and only I'm going to be able to build there. And just like you only can have three buildings waiting to be built, you can only have three plots waiting to be built on. So you only have three cubes for your plots. And under your first one, it's just it costs you, you know, whatever, five, five dollars or whatever that the cost is. But then if you were to put out a second plot, at the same time or you know mm-hmm. without before you'd um, built that the other one um then you then taxes go up because there'll be a yep. little number underneath that shows a tax then you have to increase the tax marker and that yep. increases for everyone there's only one tax track mm-hmm. and so anytime anybody increases the tax it goes up for both or for all it does and um that's just it's kind of a neat way of representing that you can't just keep buying land and not building on it the yeah. town is going to is going to tax you for that situation. Yeah. So you're, you have to kind of be smart about how many plots you have on the go at any one time. And once, so now once you have that plot, you are going to be able to use the building action and mm-hmm. you're going to build a tile that you have sitting in waiting in one of your spots that you have a plot, a cube. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to build that for the cost that that building costs in lumber. And it'll, you'll find that at the top of the tile, 
For instance, to build the fish market, um, you would have to pay nine wood. But wood is dictated by what its cost is yeah. in the current market on that contraption we were talking about. And this would be nine times three. So this would be $27 to build this because you, you're simulating going to buy the lumber to build yeah. this building. And kind of the way that contraption works is as, you know, lumber mills or things get built, the lumber costs less yes. because there's more more um, availability of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, here's right- a good example. Exactly what you're talking about here. So let's say you wanted to build this sawmill. It yeah. costs four wood. Currently, the wood price is three, so this will cost you $12 to build and install this sawmill. Yeah. And then what it's going to do on the tile is it shows you the, the different things that you need to do to, once you've installed this building, including... Um, Moving up on so my... So on your track, you'd move up three wood production, yeah. which is great. And then you're going to slide the wood uh, stick on the contraption to the right one spot, and that's going to change... The, the number that number shows. that's going to be showing, which would likely go down in cost because now there's more lumber in the market. Right. The market's more saturated and it's going to go down in cost. And then there's also a picture of the orange card. So there's two the two different contraptions here. There's one with an orange deck and one with a black deck. Yeah. And if you see a picture of an orange card or a black card on whatever you're doing, that means you have to flip a card from yes. the top down to the bottom. And again, that's going to change all the numbers. Yes. And right now, that lumber cost, like we've said, is three. And it's three written in a, in black uh, yep. in a black font. And so when, um, when you switch the cards, that black three could turn into a red two. Yep. Or, uh, and so when it's red, you cannot build another building from that guild until the, um, until the, the the number is black again. Yeah. And the only way it changes is by moving the stick By moving the orange card. the cards. Yeah. And you have to do that by looking at the tiles and how they affect the different markets. Yeah. Because you can see them face up and they'll show you, oh, if I if I purchase and build that building, it's going to flip the orange deck three times. Yeah. And it's going to move the beer stick one to the right. And you can just see how it's going to modify things. And yeah, that's how building works. And once you put it on there... Um, that's it. You flip it over to the other side. Once you've done all the things the tile is telling you to do, you flip the tile over and you take a little house from the row of the building guild type you built yep. and you place it on top of your building, representing that that's my purple house there on top of the sawmill. Right. And then once you do that, when you pull off a house off of your player board, it's that classic like Gaia project, Terra Mystica style thing where you pull off a thing, it uncovers a little bonus and you get to do that bonus. There's right. a bunch of them. That you'll, yeah. you'll find out victory points and doing things for free instead of having and, to pay for them. Yeah, yeah. Free actions and, and various things. And then, so that's those three things. We talked about uh, rights, we talked about plots, and we talked about building. Then there's also mining. So that's the bottom half of the main board where there's actually a big mine. Yeah. And it's it's empty. And there's a few tiles that you put out there at the beginning, depending on your player count and various things, representing some uh, places that you can't build. Um, mine and, or mine <clears throat> can't place a tile I should say right. and then so the way the mining works is you can play the mining card and you are going to take a mining tile from the top of this big stack of tiles and those tiles are going to have a few things on them they're going to have potentially have stars on them and those stars are significant because there's a, like an area control thing going on down in the mine for endgame scoring yeah um, for the different rows, there's four 
uh, rows and what five columns. And this is on the two player side. Yeah. So there's four. It's a four by five kind of grid down there. And you're going to place if it's the beginning of the game. There's two only two spots you have to access because you, you're simulating digging yes. from the ground in like the top, the surface into yes. the ground in these two different in spots. these two spots that they've. So like they have two mine shafts started. Yeah, two two shafts. And so you would place your tile on one of these two shafts, and you will have to take from your player board one of your miners. And I forgot to mention that there's a whole row of miners <laughs> on your yeah on your player board, and you always have one available at the beginning of the game, but for um, any, any more miners you want to get, you have to pay for them and you have to pay the cost of this certain, what's this called again? Is that the rights? The rights. Yeah. So yeah. there's a, there's a blue, uh, stick, stick that, that <laughs> uh, represents kind of what it costs to do business in this town in which if you want to hire miners, you have to pay, uh, this what? cost. And yeah. it, like, for instance, right now it's six. So you'd have to pay six dollars to hire two miners and they'd move over from one side of your miner spot over to like a little holding area yeah and now they're available to you but you always start with one ready to go so when you put your first tile down you'll you'll uh pay the cost that it dictates on the board so it's going to show you at the the front entrance of those two mine shafts a wood cost and on our side it's two i think it's the same on the other so you'd have to pay uh whatever the lumber cost is uh times two so we'd have it shows a two on the wood there times whatever our lumber cost is now currently three so that'd be six dollars to install your mine tile in that spot yeah and then that mine tile is going to show you a few different things it's going to first off it's going to increase your coal or your mining let's say your mining yeah your mining uh track Track. by a certain number one two maybe three or something like that Mm -hmm. and then it's going to tell you to probably flip one of the black cards because that's the mining uh, side of things and it's going to change the market on how how much uh, materials cost and right. so forth yep and then it's going to dictate to you on the bottom of it kind of like what it costs now to build next to that so if you want to build the next step into that mine you can right. go left right up down whatever the the orientation might be and it's going to dictate to you how much that's going to cost you in lumber one two three maybe yep. it's going to cost you times whatever the the, co- the, the cost is for, for the lumber yeah and that's so the next person that plays adjacent to that one is going to have to look at that number and decide whether they want to build there or not. Right. And so the mining is kind of neat where, like I said, there's kind of an area control thing going on there. Because as you put out these tiles, there's these little stars on the tiles. And you're trying to you're win trying to these get the rows, rows. Yeah. by the end of the game. You're trying to have the most miners in a row. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. Um, cause you kind of have to still follow the tunnel of the mine, right? You right. Have to go, you can't just place anywhere. You have to build off the, the current tunnel and keep building, but you're ultimately trying to have the most of your colored miner in that row at the end of the game. Because if you do, you're going to score a bunch of points depending on how many stars have been revealed in those rows. And it's nicely laid out at the top of the mine. So you don't have yep. to you know, look through the, a rule book or anything. It nope. says, you know, if you have this to this many stars, you get this many points for first place, this, this many, many for, second. for second. If you have four to six stars in this row, 
it's this many for first place and this many for second yeah. and so forth. So you want to kind of watch the area control down there and try to get as many miners into each row as possible. And when you pull tiles, some of them don't have stars, some of them yeah, do. Some do. So when you do pull them, you got to be like, okay, do I want to put this in a row mm -hmm. where maybe they have more miners or yeah. in a row where I have currently the majority and I might get some more stars. Yeah. And um, there's also the starting tiles that are laid down there that we say they kind of cover up spots down there. Some of those contain stars as well. Right. So yeah, you kind of have to keep an eye on that and, and make some neat decisions down there. Yeah. And so that's how mining works. And then there is also income and income is simple enough. You are just going to look at your tracks and see and get income equal to what where you are on say well my three tracks the metal the mining and the beer yeah versus what the and your mining yeah but everyone does that but for these yeah. three in particular i would look and i would get a totally different income than you would yes because i'm going to have these three different Guilds, types yeah. of tracks and i'm going to take where i am on those three tracks versus what the market currently says get that much in coin and then also everyone has the mining track wherever you are on that track yeah. versus the coal current cost and you're going to get that much in income and it's so it's very interesting because when you choose when you're going to do your income right it's one of your cards it's one of your actions you you know and so you're choosing based on where your um where your tracks are at and where the um, the, where the contraptions are at yep. <laughs> for how much the, the cost is. Mm -hmm. But then also sometimes you're just like, I just need money. So even yeah. if they're not good and they're not where you need to, to be, it's like, I need money so I can do my next action and yeah. you just have to do it. But they, but there are two cards that have income. So depending yeah. on how you play your cards, you could potentially do two you in a row, do two in a row or yeah. at different times in your turn, you know? The other interesting thing about this is that potentially, cause on your turn, you're playing two cards, right? So mm -hmm. if I were to, say delay doing my income to after i did uh, a build yeah action and i did a building action now it has changed the markets and i might get less than yes. i would have had i done income first or i might get more but you might also before you did your build you might not have had any you might not have moved on that track at all right so like yeah now you've moved on the track but now it's worth less that happens like every time yeah so there's <laughs> you have to be smart about when you're doing income if you, if you see your markets are sitting in a decent spot and you're like, ooh, I could use some money, do it now. Yeah. And then do something else later. Just get that money. Um, but that's how income works. And also the income has like a, a secondary action on it where you can end up moving these, what are they called? The patricians. Patrician characters into these kind of multiplying scoring areas on the secondary board. And they're just kind of, it's a thing that fires up at the end of the last three rounds where you're going to get some multipliers on your current board state, mm -hmm. depending on if you qualify for one of the four different things it's talking about. Um, it's kind of like positioning in the mine. Um, and how many like buildings, where your you've buildings built. are in relation to other buildings and how many houses you've moved off of your player board, things like that. Versus if these, um, characters Patricians are, are actually are, out there are and out there. And in these areas, you, you're going to get some, bonus scoring on those mm -hmm. last three rounds depending on how you've done in those various things so when you do your <clears> income <throat> you have the option of spending ten dollars which can be substantial depending yep. on where you are in the game um spending ten dollars to move one of the patricians from like kind of the pool yeah they end up into yeah. into their where they're where you're able to score them yeah because if they're empty, if those spots don't have any of the patricians in them, they're going to be sitting here in the pool. But if they haven't moved into those those certain areas, 
those are just not yeah. going to happen. You have to move them from like the bank into the pool and then, and the, then pool. the pool into where they can be actually scored. Yeah. So it, it takes a bit to get them out there and you can be working on something like, oh, I'm going to try to go for the, you know, get a lot, do really well on the mining side or in mm-hmm. this side. But then you can get halfway through the game and you're like, man, I've done all of these things, but we don't have any patricians out there. Which would just make it so it would be moot, right? And like those, you get those guys out typically from the public buildings. So you also want to make sure you're building public buildings. They cost more, but they Mm -hmm. allow you to get patricians into the pool. Yeah. So. And then there's two other actions you can do, which are, there's only one of them in each or in each of your starting decks or there's only, there's not other decks. There's only your deck. Your deck. Yes. Um, and that's the St. Barbara that we were talking about earlier. So that's another little board sitting off to the side here, representing a, an unbuilt cathedral, cathedral of St. Barbara. And so it'll be kind of purple side up to begin with. And it's kind of built in a certain arrangement. And what you're going to do is if you play this card, you are going to flip over um, the first, the, the tiles are labeled one to 11 and you're going to go to the first one. And you're going to get the bonus that's on that tile if you flip this over. And it's simple. Oh, uh, I should mention, you can't do the same Barbara action without one of the purple uh, bird to- tokens. And you get those from building certain buildings yeah. and various other things on the board. So you're going to have to get one of these purple tokens first. And once you have one of those purple tokens and then you play the same Barbara card, then you can interact with the cathedral, start building it. And if you build a tile, you have to flip over one of your purple tiles and then you get the bonuses on the next available tile. So if it's the first one, you're just going to get two um, reputation up your track and then increase the taxes by nothing. Flip it over to the other side and it's going to be like the yellow kind of uh, built side of the tile. Now you've built that lower left corner of the Cathedral. cathedral. And that action can happen up to 11 times through the game. Um, but this cathedral is also going to get built with or without you through certain tiles. So if you build certain buildings, um, there's going to be a little icon on it that says flip over the next available uh, And that just spot, means nobody gets the bonus. Yeah. yeah, so it just gets built by the people. And that's that. And there are some, some of the tiles are hard because you, you might lose reputation, but gain something else. Oh yeah. So you're thinking, oh, is it worth it for me to lose that reputation in order to gain this? Or yeah. do I try to wait until somebody else builds? There's lots of that in this game. Yeah. Of like, Ooh, should I do it? Should I not? When should yeah. I do it? When should I not? And that's one of them. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, I never did that at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the same Barbara works. You just, and you can only do that once per turn because you only have one side of one card that has that action on it. And you can... That's not necessarily true. Well, it's not necessarily true because the last that you're going to talk single about. <laughs> one that we can talk about here is that on one half of one card in your deck is the Joker. So the St. Barbara's, you have one St. Barbara's action and one Joker action. Yep. And the Joker's simple. It's whatever you want it to be, except it's going to cost you one reputation every time you use it. With one exception, yeah. Unless your reputation is at six or higher, then you do not have to go down a reputation. So you're so popular that they don't care. They all love you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Joker. You can use that whenever you want on your turn, but it will generally going to cost you reputation unless you really built it up. And then you can do any of the actions that we just talked about with that. And that's it. So to recap, on your turn, you're going to be playing two cards and you're going to have to play one side or the other of that card. 
and you're going to be, when you do play one card, that means you're going to be burning the other side of the card. You're yes. not going to be able to use it this turn. You're going to play two of them down, and it's going to go to the other player and whoever around the table. Then you're going to play another two, and it's going to go around the table, and then it's going to come back to you, and you're only going to play one, one card. And that's going to be the end of a round. And at the end of a round, you're going to do a few different things. You are going, depending if you're playing a two-player game or a three or four-player game, there are, um, what are these called? I'll, I'll find it. Or it doesn't matter. It's a uh, like a... Event card. Event card. Why should be? Sometimes, right? Sometimes oh it's goodness. just tough. Event card. Just like in a <laughs> million games out there, there are event cards uh, that you can pull. And, and these are mandatory for a two-player game, but not necessarily for a three or four. But what they they're do, available for three or four if yeah. you want to add some spice into your game. And I think it literally says something like that. that yeah. It adds like... It, it gives you a little edginess to the market yeah. and stuff. And it just dictates a few weird things that may happen that round. Yeah. And then you're going to look at the tax and you're going to get taxed and you can choose to either be taxed or take minus reputation. Depending on where the tax is at, you have to make a big decision on that. If it's a low tax, you probably want to take, just do the tax. Yeah. But once the tax climbs and climbs and climbs, you're going to probably start looking at losing some reputation because if you want to, or the further you go in this game, or you can't pay for it. If you can't yeah, pay your you taxes, you might not be able to you afford have it. Have to go you down in reputation. Do lose reputation because you don't have any money. Right. So <laughs> everyone scowls at you. Yeah. And but so those are the choices you have to make depending on where the the tax track might be. It can go from no tax all the way to twenty five, yeah. and that can be nasty. Yes. Um, and then if you're in the last three rounds of the game. You score that patrician track. Yeah, and those side you may track. or may not qualify for. Yeah. You may or may not even have patricians over there to make right. that one even happen. And there's four of them, like we said, that you'll you'll see when you play. They're all kind of strange, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. And then so you go through this, and in a two-player game, you will go all the way to six rounds of doing this. Building out buildings and claiming plots and buying blueprints and mining and uh, building out the cathedral and gaining all sorts of income and changing the markets depending on what you're building and what you're buying and what you're doing. And after the sixth round, you're going to go to the end game scoring. And the end game scoring is pretty simple. Um, the houses, or I should say the buildings that you've placed are going to have little um, icons on them in the top left corner. They're kind of colored Representing icons. the guilds or different... No, yeah, not really. Not, not, not necessarily representing the guilds, but just representing... Um, I don't even know what they represent. I'm not really sure. But it's an adjacency yeah. thing where if you have a building that has, say, a blue icon, you're going to score a point per house or building around your building that has a blue icon. Simple as that. Yeah, and I think they even refer to them as dots. They call them in the, the dots, rules. yeah. <laughs> and they're just these little symbols, and it just it just it just wants you to uh, keep in mind where you're building things and adjacent to what, so that if you have a a building with three blue icons on it, you're going to want to build a blue icon building next to it. So you're going to score three points for that building just being next to that one. Just right. as long as you have matching icons, and you just get one point per match yep. adjacent to that building. Then there's the mining that you're going to score. And that one is, again, simple enough where there's the stars in the in the rows in the mining that come out as the tiles are played. You count out how many stars there are, and that dictates how much that row is going to be worth. Yep. And then you see who has the majority yep. in that row, and you get X amount of points for having that majority in that many stars. Then there is the uh, income. <clears throat> what you're going to do is you're going to calculate your, your final income for the stars 
for the, the game. And you're going to take a look at all your tracks and you're going to calculate exactly how much income you could bring in right Collect. now. Yep. And you're going to divide that by 10, rounding down, yep. and you're going to get that many victory points. Yes. So if I had eight, or if I if I had an eighty um, score, like if I, I was able to bring in eighty dollars in my final round, I'd divide that by ten, and you get eight and points. get eight points yep. for the final. And then you will do your where you are on the uh, reputation track. So right. the further you are on the reputation reputation track, there's going to be uh, plus points, and if you're way low on the on the track, you're yeah. going to get minus points. So something to look at that's where i say i <clears throat> i'd like to blame my last game on on taxes because i was at the sixth spot in the reputation track yep. and i was gonna get um six points definitely wouldn't have won me the game um but then i didn't realize that i, I forgot that i had to pay the um the tax well we at one we of our, our event cards card. said that you had to pay the tax twice, twice in yeah. the last in that last round which i forgot about yeah. for that and i was like three dollars shy i think of being able to afford paying it twice so i had to go down three reputation and it took my like six bonus points down to one yeah i still wouldn't mm. have won but it was just like <laughs> yeah. oh man and then you are going to um take a look at a few other extra things about like extra purple tiles that you haven't flipped over yeah. extra extra blueprints that you may have sitting there um a couple extra little bits and pieces that'll yeah. give you a point here and there <clears throat> and then it's simply uh most points wins yeah and you're gonna there's a nice track around the main board that you're gonna be uh accumulating some points through the game but the bulk of the game is in the end game yeah. scoring and you're gonna move it around and you're gonna find out where you uh sit and that'll be the end of it and i think it was uh tiebreaker was money yeah. And then it said if you're still tied after uh, the money tiebreaker, you settled it with jousting. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that is. We all know who'd win that fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> that is. Um, Me, just in case. Yes, her, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, that's Kutna Aura. Yeah. The City of Silver. That's uh, It was cool. So let's uh, revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well? Yeah. I think so. I think so, definitely. Yeah. It feels like you're mining. It feels like you're building a little town. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I, it feels like you're paying taxes. You definitely feel like you're paying taxes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the theme works really well. Yeah. Um, so, let's think about the artwork. I think the artwork was good. Yeah, the artwork was it, fine. It was, um, I liked the, um, There's not the art on the it. board. It The mining was dark, like black. The top part of the board started dark gray light gray but then as you build your tiles flip over and then you have like colorful buildings on there yeah. um but yeah i think that I think it's fine like the it's, um i wouldn't say it's amazing artwork but it's no. definitely not bad it, it's i think it's pretty good and the iconography um was easy to understand yep which was nice was they had a little really player aid if you needed it but it yeah. was it was pretty straightforward the player aid, player aid uh, was great actually because yeah. there's quite a few icons in this game like quite a few yeah um and so but you just quickly boom you could see it right there on your, on yeah. your player card and it tells you exactly what you're looking yeah. for and you're like oh that's right like you know it has something to do with something yeah. but you just to get clarification it was nice to have yeah. them there it was really great um but i liked how yeah you've got like a darker board but then as you build the city it it lightens it up yeah the mine looks like a mine yeah it's like it's dark and then you're you're they with got a the little, little lamp. lanterns and lamps yeah. and you're you're making that look cool 
And the coins, like the, all the artwork on the, the coins are nice. Yeah. Um, the artwork on the cathedral is really nice. I yes. like that a yeah. lot. And um, yeah, so artwork is fine. Really good. Yeah. Um, components were great. Yes. The these, components are fantastic. These market card deck computer things that they built <laughs> are so awesome. Like they You put built a, them. Well, yeah. You put them together, yeah, but... They designed... Card stands is what they call them. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I give like... them more credit. These are more like computers, they honestly. They are. They're very cool. Like simple computers. They're... It's cool. It's it's a really neat component that I've never seen a deck used quite like this. I no. don't think. I was trying to think. I was like, have I seen this style of flipping? Because the, the way it's built is that the card... It's so easy to pull one card out and slide it underneath the next because of just how they built it with yeah. with having like an open back on it with a single hump of cardboard to, to for Hold the cards the to lay cards, on. But yeah. then you can easily slip cards in behind it without like jamming yeah. them into each other. Yeah. It's hard to explain until you see it. There's pictures of it on our uh, X feed if you want to check them out. But um, yeah, I loved these components. I thought yeah. it was brilliant stuff and not easy to do. So However they designed this took... A lot of effort. So those components are cool, like that um, that card holder. Yeah. And then they've got the nice, like... Yeah, and you know what? These are the recycled? Yeah, these are the... Like the houses and the and the miners and the, like, your little um, pegs, pegs to move up your, your guild spots. And your, yeah. And your little um, cubes and stuff. They're that, they're that wooden, like that plastic wood material. Like it's like a weird recycled yeah. thing where it feels kind of like plastic, but I think it's almost mostly wood. It's very cool. Whatever yeah. it is. I forget what the term is for, but there's, it's, they're very nice. But they've got nice detail on them. Mm. They're chunky so you can pick them up and you're not, they're not falling all over the place. No, they feel great in your hand. They feel, they, do. they feel different. Yeah. They feel mostly like plastic, Yeah, but they're not. It's yeah. a weird thing. They're cool. Yeah. But, I really like them. So those are really nice. They've got, um... The, the dual nice. layer player board, yeah. which is thick. It doesn't Always move around great. your stuff. It's deep enough. So your stuff is not falling it's around. So I knocked mine in the middle of the game and I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then I looked yeah, everything and everything stayed in its spot. Like, it was so nice. So great. Yeah. Dual um, layered is, it should be just the automatic yeah. these days. And yeah, that was really nice. It was just super nice. And like, yeah, I think the, the boards components are, nice. are great. Um, where the boards you can flip around and they're kind of puzzle pieced together. And that sideboard, I was just going to say, mm. it's a puzzle piece, which fits nicely. They fit nicely together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Makes it fit. Components are great. Same with the actual board as a puzzle piece too. Mm -hmm. and, and that's nice. Also the coins, we have the cardboard coins, but I believe there's an upgrade kit of metal coins for this. If you wanted, yeah. Yeah. Um, that would make sense. City of Silver to have. Yeah. Nice like, heavy coins. Heavy coins right? would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Might be something to look into. Yeah. The rule book uh, was great. Uh, it was, it had lots, everything I looked for in there, I found, um, I watched a couple videos along with this as well, just to make sure I knew what I was doing because I was taught this during the, uh, game day holiday yeah. thing. Um, and there was a couple things that I, didn't quite make sense to me while we were playing it, but I just said, whatever, I'll just, I'll just work yep. through it. Yep. And then once I got it here and we, I started setting it up myself, I was like, oh man, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I was able to piece it together really easily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, rule book was easy. I was able to teach it fairly simply. Oh, that was, yeah. that was a great teach. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so rule book is good. So, uh, comes down to whether or not we recommend it. And if so, who for? Yes. This I really game... enjoyed this game. Yep. I have 
I will say I have only played it at two players. I think that this game might get a little long in the tooth with yep. like four. I don't know how you felt with it. Yeah. So my opinion is that the four, uh, the two player was way better than the four player. I really liked the two player, but I believe the three player is probably pretty good too. Yeah. But we haven't done that yet. But I think that the I think that the the timing of it for three player would be would be pretty good. Yeah. But the two player worked really well. There was someone on Twitter that asked me X or X that had <laughs> asked me, Hey, like I'd heard that this wasn't great at two player was curious about your thoughts. And I was like, Oh, I hadn't heard that. <clears throat> so I was curious about going into this with two player and it was great. Yeah. I really liked the two I player. I love this. At two it was player. back and forth, back and forth. They uh, shrunk the board down. They shrunk everything down to make it work for two players. And it just did. I think this was great. Yeah. I think three player might be pretty good too yeah but i would way rather play this at two than four yeah i was gonna say um when we were playing like the different um times we played when I, we first played i remember thinking that that mining was like ah, that mining could be a little better because the way the that the tiles were laid out at the beginning there is the potential for everybody to tie yeah. in the row <clears throat> but then we play more games. There are actually different um, cards for different layouts yeah. for the thing. So that, that's so not the what case. She, what, she's re what she's referring to is there's these starting four starting tiles that you lay down into the mine. Covering up some cover spots. Up spots. And the, uh, the recommended uh, first placement of these tiles is kind of one in each row. But you don't have to do that. No. You can put these in. There's a little deck of cards that tells you how to put these out if you want. But you could really put these anywhere you want. Yeah. And so you can make it so... One row only has three spots. One row has five. Yeah. Whatever you want to make the. Uh, but the, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed those plays better when you had them in when when they were in different spots. Just, yeah, I think so. It would be better too to make to make the area control more difficult. Yeah. And less potential for even. Times. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. But yeah, like I think I think at four there could be the potential for AP, like for people getting stuck kind of on what to do, not because the decisions are that difficult, but more because you can't really plan your turn ahead of time because yeah. it, it's going to, I mean, you, you have all the cards, you can do whatever you want, but it's like, if you were like, Oh, I want to buy that, that, um, tile. And then somebody before you buys it, like, okay, now I have to think of something else to buy. And then, oh, can I afford that one? No, no, I got to do a different action. So you can't really plan it until maybe the person before you, it's their turn. And I think that if, if then if you're stuck there kind of thinking, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't played it at four, but I feel depending on who you're playing with, there could be that. But at two, I didn't find that at all. No, I, this was great at two. Yeah. This was really great at two. Four was a bit long. Um, where they, they would go around the table and by the time, like you said, it got back to me, things had changed and like the the markets had changed and the tiles that are available have changed. The prices on those tiles have changed yeah, quite drastically by the time it got back to me. And I was like, okay, well, I wanted to get that tile. Now it's worth, now instead of costing me $1, it cost me 15 Yeah. So <laughs> I can't Big go swings. for that now. So I got to totally change my- I guess that's something else I can mention. Every time you purchase a tile- um, that you take yeah, that rotate. tile and they rotate. So you move them down. So they're constantly changing how much they cost. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're always, yeah. Yeah. We didn't mention that every time you do buy a tile from the market, that whole row is going to slide Yeah, and it's going to change. So if you had something prices. that was in the far left for $1, that would now be worth the most. Yeah. You put it at the end. Potentially ultra expensive. Now, yes. Right. So. 
And yeah. so if somebody is buying the tile that you wanted for like really cheap and now it's going to cost a heck of a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I like that mechanism because yeah. then, you know, sometimes there are tiles that you can't buy in the cheap spot because it's not your guild. So you're like, oh, if they would just buy that tile, then I could get mine for cheaper, you know, so you're waiting yeah. for that. And um, yeah, this I really like this. There's it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed us playing two player a lot more. My first impression of the game, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, but playing it two player, I like it a lot more. <clears throat> yeah, like a lot more. There was parts of the game that I didn't even understand when I was first playing it with a four player. I was like, okay, I don't even know what that part of the board is. I'm just going to ignore it and work on these other things. Yeah. But playing it two, I I definitely really paid attention to everything. I understood how yeah. everything worked, and I just. I liked it a lot more. I, I really did. I agree with that completely. I was paying attention to everything yeah. in this game. I wasn't ignoring anything. And I was like, okay, I got to get at least something over there. Okay, I got to try doing this. And, and I was engaged the whole time. And I, I, I really, I like the more that we've played, the more you're starting to understand those contraptions that they've made. Yeah. And the more that you're like trying to figure out which tracks and how to kind of do what first or if it even matters. And I really, really yeah, enjoy this one. Super, super good. So, yeah. yeah. So who do we recommend it for? Not everyone. This is fairly heavy. Or for, for me, this is on the heavier side. Like there's a lot going on. I mean, a lot of people are going to be like shrugging, like it's not that bad, but there is a lot. There's a lot to consider in this. There's a lot of different options, a lot of different areas to pay attention to a lot. of, And you don't really want to ignore anything. Right. Like we just said, you want to kind of pay attention to everything. And this one is kind of at that area of like kind of maybe the maximum I'm able to pay attention to. Yeah. Like if there was one more thing to do in this game, I don't know if I'd be able to <laughs> yeah. pay attention to it. Yeah. But um, it is. A, it is that. Yeah. Like there is a lot to pay attention to. So quite a few things to consider, but it's a simple enough game where yeah. you only play two cards and do two things. Yeah. And like and then it comes back. That's to a nice balance cards. to it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to be for everyone, but your your average hobbyist board oh. game. Yeah, this is going to be it's fun. for you for sure. Yeah. Um, but if you like light games, nah, not this. <clears throat> if you want super heavy, this is probably not super heavy either. It's no. kind of right there, smack in the middle of yeah. a pretty medium weighty game. Yeah. So if that sounds good to you and you like the theme about mining and, and city building and, and uh, resource management and these cool... Uh, market track things that go up and down depending on what you do and it's nice because those event cards they do have a little quote on them of things that actually happened yeah which is pretty events. neat historic yeah. events that they happened tell you in about there the kings and the monarch or the various people that were there and, and so it's neat because yeah. you those events are are like actually affecting mm-hmm. how they affected in real life so yeah. that is it was a neat a really good idea putting those in but yeah i yeah. so we i recommend we i definitely recommend this yeah. just Obviously, if you like light games, this wouldn't be for you. So, yeah, two big thumbs up here. I, I enjoyed this a lot more the further I went through it. Yeah, so this I love one, this. Um, yeah, really good. Good job, Check Games. And um, those designers, really great. Yeah. Three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to butcher their names. but Like I had to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, great one. I like this one a lot. So we're going to call that an episode. Um you can find us on X at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. Our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we're going to try and pump out a couple more episodes over the next three, four days, hopefully. So we're going to try and get that mixed in here. And um, yeah, we will 
get running. And we'll see you in the next few days. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.